This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome you to Porch Talk. We're at the McGowan Art Retreat. Amy says it's called Mars. I like that. Before we get rolling, uh, Amy Renee Webb is our guest today. She is a Mississippi oil painter who has lived all over the state and currently calls the Rural Art of Water Valley, Mississippi her home. She holds a BFA from the University of Mississippi, has a background in museum administrative work. In addition to her painting, Amy is an active member of the art community, serving on the board of the art nonprofit IRIS, which provides a platform for underrepresented Southern artists. Thank you for that. Through her art, Amy is carving out a space for herself and others like her who are seeking new ways to define the Southern experience. Her work is a celebration of individuality, solitude, softness, and the eerie beauty within the mundane. Amy's dedication to promoting underrepresented voices in the art is evident in her work with IRIS, where she advocates for Southern artists who may not have access to traditional galleries or institutions. Her paintings reflect the same spirit of inclusivity, welcoming viewers of all backgrounds to engage with her unique visual vocabulary and experience the ethereal lights of her world. Amy Webb, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So, Water Valley right now, but tell me a little bit about where you're from. Where'd you grow up? That's kind of a wild question to answer for me because... um, like just in my time here in Starkville so far, people will ask me that a lot. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I consider myself from Meridian, but I spent the latter half of my childhood in Tupelo and I was born in West Point and I spent all my summers growing up in Columbus. And uh, then I lived in Oxford and now Water Valley. You almost did everything but the coast. Yeah, pretty much. And then, you know, my mom lived in Biloxi for a couple of years when I was in my late teens, so I visited the coast a few times, too. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, Amy, uh, what was life like for you growing up? What were you into? Um, I've always been really into art, um, but nature, too, and it's nice to kind of reconvene with it out here. Um, I kind of felt like a weirdo, I guess. Um, you know, I, I, I also get asked where I'm from a lot because I don't sound super southern, um, How'd that happen? Well, my mom's side of the family is German, and I think that ha- might have something to do with it. Spending a lot of time around my German grandmother growing up, and what was maybe she like? just she's she's wild. <laughs> you know, she's she's a she's a really funny lady. Um, but you know, she might hear about this uh, if uh, this residency kind of. I've heard that WCBI might come by. Uh, who knows? Um, I would tell her to keep an eye out for me <laughs> yeah where's is, is she local to this area she's in columbus oh perfect yeah yeah oh that's where i'm stomping right now mm-hmm. it's a great place but um i think growing up around her and um my mom doesn't have a whole lot of an accent and being a child of the internet too 
uh, I think that'll have its effect, you know? Mm. Um, but so I still get asked where I'm from a lot. I think that's been true since I was a kid, always painting. Um, yeah, How did that up, start? Was it like your grandmother or mother who was putting that art in front of you? Or, I mean, like, earliest memories of, like, why would you do that? I think it was just a really um, affordable and easy way to keep your firstborn child occupied. Because <laughs> I think back to, like, early days with my mom and I, she was a preschool teacher at one point and just had all of the supplies that she okay. could take home. And I went wild with it. And she was kind of creative, too. And... Um, I felt kind of inspired by that and uh just it just became my thing it was like always accessible always there and I could kind of escape into it mm -hmm. as you was growing up you would uh continue to press into the arts or would you have other interests would you pursue a sport get a pet what'd you have weirdly enough like <laughs> it's gonna sound kind of boring but I mean there were some tough times like where I had to move or deal with you know my family kind of splitting up and um difficult times it wasn't always like easy we didn't have a lot of money growing up and i think art is just something that it can be really accessible it can always be there um and then there were better times like when my grandmother was able to sign me up for private art lessons when i was like in early in high school and that just carried it even further like skill wise and i started to see art as something more than like just a hobby sure uh what were those early medias was it always old for you no definitely not i i just drew a whole lot like i was kind of a nerdy kid always had a sketchbook on would it be me. nature hmm? would it be nature or what would you draw no not at all i was like when i said that i was kind of a weirdo as a kid you got to imagine uh, a kid who's really good at appealing to authority. Um, I had braces. Uh, I had an inhaler. I uh, even had headgear a time or two. Um, made straight A's, but I had like a sketchbook always on me full of like stuff that freaked people out. It was like really crazy weird stuff like aliens and grotesque monsters and Very like cool. really big cartoonish depictions of me just like looking so exhausted because I like hate it I was like so tired of going to school I was so sleepy all the time as teenagers are um and I think a lot of my art was like just uh an expression of uh adolescent and teen angst <laughs> sure yeah kind of punk rock yeah yeah kind of it was it was fun like and i i still have all those sketchbooks back at home i turn to them sometimes when i'm like just wanting to reflect on who i am today and see where my art's gone since then oh yeah that has to be fun right the yeah. inspiration how it's changed over the years yeah i think today my art looks a lot more traditional but there's still an eeriness to it that will that is just inherent to everything I make like I didn't even realize it was happening until I had painted like at least 30 paintings and I was like oh there's something that all of these have in common that other people are picking up on that I wasn't really that aware of at first who would be those people uh, in your life that were beginning to pick those out um like my classmates in school and when I was an undergrad um friends of mine um and even my parents, who, when I had the super crazy sketchbooks, were like, why don't you paint something nice, like a flower? 
are now like kind of still saying the same thing. It's like, oh, you know, this is nice, but like, why is it so dark? And I'm like, I don't, I don't think it's dark. I mean, really? Hmm, that's weird. I, Joe and I were kind of talking about that earlier today. I'll, I think a lot of artists, including him, kind of get seen that way sometimes. And it's like, no, I, I didn't really view it that way. He leaves an impression. I've worked a lot of festivals near or around his booth. And, I mean, you know when you have a fan, I mean, they typically will always get a print. And uh, when they walk by my booth, I'll be like, oh, you... You're into the psychedelics, are you? Like you like Joe's stuff, and they was like, "Man, his art is so trippy." <laughs> and like some people, it really connects with, and then other people are kind of off put by it. Yeah. But uh, it's, I mean, I think that should be the way it is. I mean, that's what's coming out of your head. Yeah, I mean, it just happens intuitively. You ever had issues like expressing yourself or showing your art? Uh. I guess I did as a kid, you know, I was kind of protective of my sketchbook because people had, because like the more traditional adults in my life had said things about it that they thought it was like, oh, is this, is this, uh, satanic? And I'm like, no, not at all. Like, Ooh. Um, were y'all so, religious? Yeah. My mom's side was like, my family is actually pretty religious, but that grandmother I told you about earlier, the German one, she's very deeply like wholeheartedly religious and, um, was kind of maybe one of the people who would be very concerned about my mm. art not being all happy and butterflies and rainbows. And I think that had me, you know, thinking a lot about how, well, you know, I just want it to be real. And it's not a Thomas Kincaid painting. It's, this is real life and it's how I feel. And especially when you're a teenager, it's a lot of unpleasantness. I'm from Alabama and I've spent most of my adult life in Mississippi now. And I've, I mean, twin state, but the air just breathes a little differently over here, if that makes sense. And what I mean by that is when it comes to uh, the artist, whether it be by music or uh, the visual, is uh, it seems like there's just something in the air that helps Mississippi be incredibly creative. I don't know if it's hard times or tragedy. I've, I mean, what do you think's in the air around here? I need a minute to think about that. Okay. I don't want to give dead air. <laughs> but... Yeah, um, I mean, I think Mississippi, it's like feeling like you're, knowing that you're last in so many things, and I guess being frustrated because maybe you, ha maybe you feel like you have something to prove, like, I, everyone oh. I love, like, so many people I love are here, there's so many great people, lots of creative people, like you said, I think um, Mississippi is great at uh, cultivating and exporting talent through being a difficult place to live and feeling maybe like you're being uh, abandoned or judged by the rest of the country. Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it does feel that way. Like, you know, whenever, whenever I've been blessed enough to travel to other places in the United States, I'll, you probably wouldn't have this issue because you don't carry an accent, but... Uh, the first question out the door will be, where are you from? You sound like you're from Mississippi. It's like, well, what is that supposed to mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really and specific. Then, and then from there, I mean, they're already drawing a conclusion. Like, like what you're saying is like the rest of the, the, the nation really has a, a somewhat fixed opinion on what it means to be from here. It's, yeah, I, I've met people um, who I love, like who are now my friends, but 
um, like I have some connections to, to Philly. I've gone up there a few times and met some friends. And when I tell them I'm from Mississippi, they literally wince. And then they kind of retract that wince because they didn't want me to think that they're insulting me. But I'm like, I saw that. <laughs> like yeah. you winced. That was crazy. <laughs> um, and that was new to me. But I, I kind of anticipated it a little bit. Um, but that might have something to do with it. I don't know. I think um, it's just a, a fresh perspective. Sure. Apart from living all over the state of Mississippi, have you been fortunate enough to travel? Yeah, um, a little bit. That's something that um, my grandmother on my dad's side and I were talking about. She's just, she's the sweetest and it's just, says she's grateful that I've had those opportunities. But I went to Ireland for a little while um, after my senior year of high school with um, some friends at the time. Was that like a senior trip? Kind of, yeah. I was, like, visiting um, and staying with my friend's family at the time because he was from Ireland. Um, But, yeah, I've been uh, to – I've spent a lot of time in Philly and New York over the last couple of years just visiting, you know, about three times a year. What did you make of that? Um, That's been really exciting. Uh, But, like, there's almost a defensiveness to it because of the reactions I've gotten from when people realize, like, where I'm from. So, like, I'm excited to feel plugged into the rest of the world in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, having access to all these museums and galleries, all this culture, all, everything happening all at once. Did that happen through IRIS? No. Um, but it would be cool if I could bring something back from a place that has those resources to better Iris. So, I mean, Philadelphia is the birthplace of this nation. I mean, what were some of the sentiments that you've kind of gathered while you were visiting i mean even new york the big apple right take a bite yeah (laughs) i mean i've battled with um and i think all mississippians battle with this but like the feeling that i need to move somewhere to get the opportunities i really want like to have like a certain level of career that i want call it brain drain don't we yeah yeah and it's so it's disappointing because like, I've always been aware of it, and I almost feel guilty because I do feel like I need to go elsewhere to get the resources and opportunities that I want. And also to just feel, uh, I mean, it would I feel like it's almost a privilege um, to just to be able to sure. leave. And But I hope to come back because it's still my home. Where, uh, where would you go? Do you have a preference? Um, well, my partner's from Philly. Um, that's kind of part of why we've been going there so much. Um, and I'm thinking of going there. It's funny, you know, I'm living around the Oxford Water Valley area now, and I've been joking that there's an Oxford, Mississippi to Philly pipeline. Cause like eight of our friends have, uh, moved there in the last couple of years. And it seems like a couple more even considering it. And we've been talking about it just cause I would still have uh, friends from Oxford, Mississippi, and uh, my partner's family around. So you so. get to bring a little bit of home with you. Yeah, we'd have our own little uh, Mississippi club. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, apart from uh, like coming out of high school, did you know what you wanted to study in college? Or would college be something immediate? Or was it something you had to think about? That's a really good question. Um, I education in my family was really important. So I went to community college knowing that like I could go for free 
in Itawamba um, County, or I could go to Itawamba for ICC. free. Yeah, after graduating from Tupelo High School. And um, I loved that time, but I didn't go into it knowing exactly what I wanted. I knew I wanted to do art. I always did, but... You know, I I had been told, reasonably so, that it's a super difficult way to make a living. You should do anything else. If you can do anything else, just go for something more stable, I guess. It's the greatest way to disappoint your parents. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, And so I went in thinking I was going to get a business degree um, for no real reason. It just was something that seemed less painful than other career options, but maybe carried some promise of stability with it. Sure. I don't know. Um, and I was I was pretty good at it, but I was not happy. <laughs> I was um, really frustrated. And um, I got my... Uh, I got my associates, and then I went to Ole Miss, went to Oxford. Uh, and I started out thinking, maybe I'll go in with a museum studies degree because that was like a brand new major that's being held there. And I, my first job out of high school was the Gumtree Museum of Art in Tupelo, administrative assistant. That's how I met uh, the McGowan clan. Oh, bless you. Yeah. Uh, I was just 18 at the time working there. But yeah, I, I thought, well, this is something 18, arts adjacent. You, you were graduated college by 18? Oh, no, no. I graduated high school, went straight to the Gumtree Museum of oh, Art. okay, okay. Yeah, um, I got really lucky to get that job, like, straight out of high school, um, or at least I felt I got a lot of experience there, met the McGowns, it was a, kind of a weird time, but that job... Whenever they're involved, it's going to be a weird time. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that job just uh, convinced me that maybe I could at least get something arts-adjacent going on, um, so I'll go to university and study something arts-adjacent. Uh, then COVID happened and I was like, nothing is certain. Um, we all had that lockdown time to really reflect on ourselves. And, uh, I was taking some studio art classes at the time and I was like, I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to finish out I'm gonna, with my BFA. Uh, and I'm actually going to go fully into making a career of this as much as I can, um, and just see where it leads uh, because I can do something arts adjacent later if I need to. At that time, did you have anybody in your life that you trusted to talk about this with, or you were just kind of flying by the seam of your own pants? Um, it kind of felt more like the latter. Uh, but I had, at this point, through working at the Gumtree Museum prior to this and selling some of my art, um, I think people around me had kind of started to come around and think, well, yeah, it's a really difficult life, and it has carries a lot of risk. Um, but maybe she seems determined enough to pull it off. And I started to sense a little bit more of support. And, um, yeah, my last couple of years at Ole Miss were great. I felt like I learned so much. I felt almost like there wasn't enough for me to get out of the BFA program because I was trying to get all like every little ounce of like time to paint and know-how and advice that I could squeeze out of that program and it was great um and it kind of made me hungry for more during ICC did you have a lot of time to express yourself of art or did you kind of feel like you were really invested in the business aspect of it 
Well, I was just doing what was most, I was really just doing what was most convenient at that time. Um, I was still painting, but like as a hobby, I was painting like when I wasn't studying for my business statistics class, I was um, painting like portraits of horse skulls and (laughs) I was um, selling those at like little, little art markets around town. Um, But I wasn't taking any art classes other than like what online art history courses I was able to sign up for. Right on. And so just from, uh, I don't know if you have anything else you'd like to add about the Gumtree residency, but uh, time at Ole Miss and just really soaking everything in when it came to those art classes. Uh, To graduation, uh, what was your focus as far as like your your personal outside the classroom? Um, I kind of let school be all-encompassing, but something that has... I have a feeling you were like a 4.0 student. I mean, close, but not not 4.0. But I was known for like spending the most time like just living in the studio in the um, bfa studios like i would be there till late at night and then be the first one in the morning um, especially during like my pre-thesis and my thesis year um and i kind of missed that time to just be like really in it but um kind of on and off through college like prior to those final two years and even prior to moving to oxford i have uh i've been farming (laughs) part-time Like, working as a farmhand at different, like, CSA, little organic farms. What made you want to do that? Um, I had a great friend in high school who showed me uh, Native Sun Farm in Tupelo, and then he passed away at 18. Um, And his, I never, like, his memory was kind of always there, and I was thinking about how much he adored doing that and how proud he was to show everyone this farm job and, and talk about the the uh, beauty of, you know, sustainable agriculture. Mm. Um, and I was like, you know, I spend so much time in the studio and I love it, but I need to be outside for my, for my mental health. You know, I need to oh, absolutely. do something. I need Vitamin to get some fresh important. air. Yeah. And I was thinking um, between sitting in the office at the Gumtree Museum and uh, staying indoors, I was like, well, maybe I could use my weekends to do something productive outside, like on a schedule. And... Native Son was there. So when I moved to Oxford, I got a part-time job working at Yachtna Bottoms Farm. And now that's all I do is I farm and I paint and I work a couple days at End of All Music in Oxford. End of All Music, what is that? Um, it's the record store of town. It's really, it's a really fun place to work. Um, I can get a little bit of uh, work done sometimes. And then others, I get to have some banter with the regular customers and just play whatever music is uh, I'm in the mood for that day. What uh, what do you like? What um, are you into right now? Better. Yeah, uh, that's a fun question. I, I've been playing um, lots of '90s stuff. Like we have a there was a new, a reissue of um, the Breeders' Last Splash that I was playing not too long ago. Um, working there has kind of put me onto some artists I hadn't heard of before, like Hayden Pedigo. It's just like meditative guitar music. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the IRIS. Yeah, so I call it IRIS, um, but it started off, It, it um, I used to kind of work on this organization called Quasar that came about because uh, 
I had just moved to Oxford and I was looking to get involved in the art scene as someone who did not have any academic background yet. I didn't have my BFA, um, but I wanted to commune with artists in a way that felt accessible to me. Um, going to the gallery shows felt a little, uh, I felt in a little over my head at that time. So I came across this show called Quasar um, that two good friends of mine are would become two good friends of mine were hosting. Um, over the months getting to know them, I got more involved and uh, they graduated and they were about to move out of state. They knew I had a background at the Gumtree Museum and doing little pop-up art shows in Tupelo. So they asked me if I'd like to take the reins. And basically what we do is like a monthly um, pop-up arts event where we have two spoken word poets, we have a visual arts exhibition, and a musical, a musical guest. Very cool. This episode of Porch Talk is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Caldera Lab. If you go to calderalab.com slash porch, uh, at checkout, you can use promo code porch and save 20% off your total purchase order. A little bit about Caldera Lab. It was clinically tested to work on dry, normal, and oily skin. Nine out of ten men who tried this product continued to do so, and they could tell a difference uh, with their skin. Uh, there's an improvement in the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, elasticity, dark spots, skin tone, and more. It really helped me out with the crow's feet and the wrinkles on my forehead. I have been using the good for about a week now, and they also uh, sent me the clean slate icon and the base layer. And uh, I've never really been into skincare products. I was excited to give Caldera Lab a shot, and I'm glad I did. And so as you get a little bit older like myself, um, maybe you would like to give these skincare products a try for your face. And maybe you'll tell a difference just like I am. Uh, I'm 32, but I'm currently looking about 23. So uh, look out for me. Once again, if you go to calderalab.com slash porch, use promo code porch, and you'll save 20% off of your purchase order. Back to the show. I feel like maybe he uh, goes by John Key. It seems like that would have been something that he would have popped into recently. Uh, he, he has many artist names that he goes by, depending on what day of the week it is. But it seems like that would be something that he would do. Uh, he's out of the Mantashi, the heart of the Mississippi universe, just outside of Tupelo. But uh, yeah, anyway, I, that's that's great. Spoken word poetry, visual arts, and then a musical guest. Uh, like at any time while you were doing that, uh, I mean, I I know that has to be where like where the passion kicked in for uh, these these artists just looking for a voice and uh, somewhere for them to be able to spread what they're doing. Uh, is that is that where it came from for you? Yeah, I think um, even prior to moving to Oxford, like pop-up shows, um, like the secret art show that happens in Tupelo, um, those shows were really important for me to feel like I had an outlet and um, just a way to share my art and commune with other artists outside of academia. Um, and it was really important to giving me that confidence to, to pursue that passion. Um, so I was really excited to carry the torch and like have something going on in Oxford most of the people who show up now are like 
freshmen at Ole Miss, and they don't know anybody in town yet, and this is a great way for them to get to know people, and it's exciting for me to watch that unfold. On the marketing side of it, how do you market yourself? Is it is it through social media? How do people find you? Um, yeah, I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, sometimes I give people my official Instagram portfolio. That's like, I think it's. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. a dot web underscore art but my fun instagram account is at antagony um which i guess is just more it's just it's my personal instagram but it's got art on it too you live two different internet lives kind of but not really i started out thinking that i would need the pure art instagram portfolio uh, to be seen as professional um so that's why i created the account originally and now I just mainly just post to my personal account. And I'll, now Instagram has a feature where you can like post art to both accounts at the same time. So I do that. And I'm like, if people just want to see a bunch of pictures of my art, they can go to that. It's convenient for them. Mm-hmm. But like, if they want to know who I am, like, or as well as the art and like what goes on behind it, like, it's probably just easier to follow me as a person, Antagony. There you go. Uh, and what about like the marketing for Iris and all that? I mean, how do, how are these freshmen who are just coming into Oxford? I mean, how do they how do they find you? Yeah, um, Ira at Iris ms I think is what we're on on Instagram. Um, we do a lot of stuff through Instagram too. We also post flyers around town. Um, it's a lot of word of mouth stuff too because um, my circle of friends knows about it. Uh, and then I try to get my friends who are still working with or at the university to let students know in the English department and the art department, music department. 
Is that just relationships you built up over the years? Yeah, it's created a great network. And, you know, it's growing all the time with, like, new students coming in. Um, new people always are coming in and out of Oxford. Has that, has that kind of grown from Oxford to other places for you, or is it just kind of specifically there? Um, it's specifically to Oxford for now. Like, there were times when I had more time on my hands and maybe more resources where I thought about expanding it. Um, but I think it, for what it is, it, it's great where it is. I, I worry that if I, uh, think too big or try to push it too big, then, uh, it might lose its momentum. With your time spent here at the McGowan Art Retreat, uh, what is it that you hope to find? Um, I'm just happy to have time to experiment. Um, I also had, I had a bulk of paintings kind of planned out and those are the ones I've started with, but I'm making progress on them even faster than I anticipated, which is awesome. Um, and so with the extra time I'll have after finishing those, I'm excited to try some things out with new mediums like soft pastels, which I've been, I've borrowed from them yesterday, um, worked with this morning. Um, and all kinds of other stuff. I'm really trying to, like, push the softness in my paintings. Okay. Cool. And uh, just what about on the nature aspect of it? That's just been amazing for my mental and physical help overall, which makes me a lot more excited and motivated to, like, bring that to my work. Like, I just feel rejuvenated being out here. I think being in nature gives me... a uh, a lot more um, mindfulness, a lot more presence that I think helps me just be a little bit more intentional about like, what am I trying to bring to my work? Is there anything that I want to say with it? Which is such a hard question to ask myself all the time. It can kind of bog me down otherwise, but being in a, like getting a lot of clarity out here in nature kind of helps me answer that question. Sure. Uh, Joe, anything that you would like to say at this time? Uh, well, we're glad to have Amy here. We we met a number of years ago when she was, I believe, 18. I had a show at the Gumshire Yard Gallery in Tupelo. She was an intern there, you know, and uh, she's, you could tell she had an enthusiasm for the arts right away. I didn't know a lot about her. She had colored hair and was very helpful. I remember that. And now it's, uh, it's great to see her uh, moving along through the years and, you know, doing her own thing and uh, promoting events and whatnot. It's like... It's another, it's these cool uh, networking and spider webbing of things where you see people all over the place doing their thing. And it's, it's really making the whole state and region really grow artistically, musically, creatively in general. I, I like that. You know, we do our thing. She's the same way. She's doing her thing. But then she's doing stuff for other people. And it all circles around and helps everybody. I, I like that a lot. So... She's one of those people we're always looking for people who we think may or may not, you know, may fit in out here. We're not for everyone. We're in the country. It's in Mississippi, you know. Uh, it's a, it's definitely a nature place. So we, we like people who like nature and like art, you know, and are open to other things. And uh, that, she fits it really well. We're, we're enjoying her. She doesn't need a lot of interaction. Well, I just try to talk to her each day and see what's going on but she's she's already i mean she's a she's an artist already you know and she's just building on it i'll give her some tips she probably won't listen but i'll <laughs> you know tell her what i think you know uh but not about her art i don't want to ever do that oh um, you know do what you want i mean you should be unique be yourself with art but yeah we're enjoying having her here we're looking forward 
to having a few people come out and visit with their Sunday afternoon from 3 to 6. Uh, kind of an open house, if you will. Yeah. And uh, we've, we've got several people lined up. <laughs> Very exciting. I And also, we're going to have a little one-night show for it at the Starville Arts Gallery on Main Street on Thursday uh, from 5.30 to 7.00 you know, um, from October 12th, she'll sell a few of her pieces, and they'll be for sale. So we encourage people to come out, buy all of her art. Absolutely. And uh, help give her good feedback and all of that. Yeah, how did uh, how did this get set up? I'm always curious to see how uh, artists find this place. I mean, so far it, it seems like Joe or Joseph is... Has known the artist coming out here. So, uh, did you did you apply for it, or did they pitch it to you? And like, where where like, what was the interest? Yeah, I, I you know I've been like Joe said I met him like almost ten years ago now. It's been mm-hmm. nine years. Um, and since then I've just been you know we've been orbiting each other. We'll I'll see him at festivals and markets and other shows. Maybe that I'll loosely be involved with and. Um, uh, we, you know, social media, I saw him posting about it. And I was like, oh, wow, like this like land that he's had out here has developed and changed so much over the years. And now they're offering a residency right at the time where I was like looking for and applying to residencies intentionally. It's my like first year post or actually my second year post grad. So I'm like, this is a good time for me to be looking at st- opportunities like that, just trying to branch out more. Um, so I just was like, who knows what'll happen? DM, hey, are y'all mm-hmm. accepting applications to this? Uh, and it just went from there. I was able to apply and was really excited because as a first residency opportunity, um, what better introduction to like the institution of a residency than by like someone you know who's in Mississippi, um, who is like another artist who's been doing cool stuff and is also this residency is set up in a way where I don't have to fear um, not being able to pay rent because I took weeks off of work to be somewhere else, you know? Sure. So I'm really grateful for it more, more than like it's, it's been an incredible opportunity. This episode of porch talk is also sponsored by manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com and at checkout, use promo code PORCHTALK, all one word, PORCHTALK, all one word. Receive 20% off your total purchase order and get free shipping. Uh, Manscaped sent me the performance package 4.0 that comes with their beard trimmer, uh, the Weed Whacker, which is for those unsightly ear and nose hairs, and then the lawnmower, which is for you downstairs. It also comes with the crop preserver and the crop reviver. Uh, that is for um, it's for your genitalia, there, there, boys. Uh, it'll keep you from uh, if you're ever been in the south in the summer, uh, you know a little bit about how it feels down there. And those two wonderful products will uh, help you feeling cool and keep you smelling good, so you don't smell like a foot. So. Go to manscaped.com, and if they are the leading company when it comes to men's grooming, they also, the performance package comes with the most comfortable pair of underwear I've ever owned. So if you have never given Manscaped a try, I highly recommend them. You can go to manscaped.com, use 
Porch Talk as your promo code at checkout. Receive 20% off your total purchase order. And, uh, man, just look at my beard. If that says anything about them, should say it all. I got the best beard around. No doubt about it. Now, back to the show. I think she hit on several key points there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're looking for people who uh, fit not only the place but also like a timetable you know that we need someone who can come out and spend a couple weeks not everybody can do that they got to be able to get away uh you know and they got to kind of fit in when we need it and originally we didn't have a spot open for her it was fall. it was kind of shocking to me well we were gonna wait and probably the next opportunity would have been next fall 24 2024, but we were able to get a little grant. Uh, the the Del Rendon uh, Foundation, we got a little grant. Shout they're, out to them. Yeah, they're, the the Rendon Foundation is huge. I mean, they're they're where we're able to provide stipends for some of these artists. And uh, but we got a grant through the foundation from the Mississippi Arts Commission this year, and that opened up uh, a little more opportunity for uh, to have a couple, two more artists instead of just two. We could have four now paid. And, uh, but yeah. unfortunately, or fortunately, unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, we have a timetable. We so we needed to fit one in this fall, and we we didn't have anybody lined up. So her, it was perfect timing for her the to magic. inquire when she did, and she had an op- and she had an open schedule. A lot of people may not. She mm-hmm. she works with people who it worked out well, and uh, so so that that was huge. Uh, and like she said, you know, knowing people and being in the area, and we are looking for. A mix of people, like I want to have a couple of regional, local type people per year, and and ideally a couple of national, international type people a year to mix it up to bring in different things for different people, you know. So she's she was a good timing. I think on the local level, just from what I've seen from social media and just a little chatter, is of I guess you being from the Columbus areas. I've I've seen people chiming about it from the Columbus area who I expect to be out here on Sunday. Yeah, and I'm so, excited. Uh, that really, uh, that means a lot to me because of, I invite a lot of people out here mm-hmm. when you do those kind of events. Mm-hmm. And I think I've had like three or four out of the 20 or 30 something people that I've invited, which is, you know, if you get 10% of anything, I think it's good. I, but, you're right. Uh, yeah. But like, for people to come out here and see what's going on and to see what uh, Joe and, I mean, this this property and everything that he's trying to do, I think it would give a whole lot of hope uh, to the artistic community in the area. And so, uh, I mean, I'm excited that you're here uh, just for that because it kind of gets Columbus excited about art. Yeah. And uh, I need I need that personally for Columbus. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's the thing, me and Alan and I both agree on, like, it doesn't matter who you are, you can do something for your creative community or whatever mm-hmm. community you want. We both, he does his podcast regularly, and we hope to let more people know, like, you, anybody can do something. Like, I had fully anticipate Amy will have <coughs> some kind of art residency in 10 years, 15 years. She, she's she's a mover, man. She'll do something crazy. Uh, yeah, just, when, just from what like, I've learned about yeah. her, yeah, it well, seems that, that way. That oh, kind of brings something. me back to, like, what you were talking about, like, the spirit of Mississippi or all the creatives that come out of Mississippi. There's a phrase that, like, someone said this weekend, because I met some awesome grad students here in Starkville that were doing some really fun stuff over at, like, this house way out in the country, like this house is. Um, just a printmaking party in the backyard, which is like more fun than I'd had in a while. This was amazing. And I was like talking to the students and they were like, yeah, we make our own fun. 
And I feel like that's a great phrase, like, for what fuels people in Mississippi. It's like, nobody's coming to do this for you or save Mississippi or bring it out. Or, like, everyone here is getting creative and, like, making their own fun and making their own projects and creating resources where there might not be. And they, they don't have to be trained artists in the, yeah, no. in the, in the scheme of things. They don't have to have degrees in art. They, and probably most of these people you mentioned didn't, don't. They're no. probably in other disciplines. They're, yeah, they were definitely students uh, of all different studies, but they were like, all they had that like united this project was like a, just an enthusiasm for the arts as like a fun way to express themselves, and that's what it's always been for me. Yeah. I mean, totally, and like to what you said right there, just about the community is, uh, and that's what I'm hoping to continue to build. And I'm glad that Joe continues to invite me out here for this, with that, uh, the idea that no one's going to come save you, so therefore we should do it ourselves. Is when we begin to try to make these strides to build community. Uh, I mean, it's it's important for us to believe in one another, and uh, to do everything that we can to get people to come out and see what's going on to see hey, this might be for you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, with, uh, what are you, two, three days in now? Maybe more? Uh, I think this is day five. I was actually, like, I'm trying to count now, and it's like... Time gets away I've from I've had you, so it? much free and unstructured time. It's been beautiful, but I'm starting to, like, not know what day it is. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. you got here Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mid-afternoon Thursday. Mm-hmm. But- 28th of September. Yeah, cool. Uh, I, th- I think that's a similar tale of most people that get out here, especially if you can get rid of those electronic devices and really just uh, focus on your art and then, you know, take a walk, nature, get out here in the pond, kayak around, whatever, look at look at the frogs, feed the fish. I've, you mentioned that uh, you had your art that you were finishing, then you're going to get into pastels. Uh is anything else that Joe or Joseph has been showing you that's kind of inspired you to take any kind of new direction? Yeah, well, I just like, um, you know, they have, like, kind of a more open approach than I usually do. And I think that this residency is a great way for me to kind of break out of my um, artistic habits and kind of see, um, like, a new perspective and a new approach to kind of play with and see what it can bring to my own work. And I, I think it's just great to try out new mediums and even experiences that I've had outside of the residency, like just meeting those local uh, grad students and making prints with them was um, a lot of new artistic perspectives from people who like aren't, you know, majoring in that or, you know, who are just having a good time, who are just um, expressing themselves um, whether it's, like, super academic and formal or casual and just, you know, an exciting time. That's, that's uh, you know, there's several things I want. I mean, I don't have a goal of what people need to get out of being here. I mean, I, first of all, I want them to, you know, be able to do some art, on, you know, for a time period. But, but I do, I have a few things. I, lo- I do like the idea of sharing ideas, you know, and, and usually we give them a few days. And then we, then we start meandering around and discussing and interacting more, like, I fully anticipate Joseph and uh, Amy will be doing some collaboration later in the week or, you know, maybe this weekend. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But, but uh, the interaction with the community is really a vital part of this because without the community, we don't have people sponsoring things like this. And so she, she, I had an opening for an art show and she was there and there were so many cool people there. She had an immediate impact. 
and connected right away. And that's like how she met these people. Like she, now she has another whole network in Starville of probably 20 or more people. She's been invited to a thesis uh, committee type uh, meeting this week if she wants to go. You know, people are interested and are inviting her to things already. And she's, you know, just a personality type that people want to, you know, connect with. But also, I don't want to just share, like I'm not just, my for me, art is everything. Like, not just drawing, not just painting, not just writing or playing a guitar. For me, art is everything. Like, if it's, I might be building something. You know, part of everything I do every day, to me, is part of my art. Like, I'm out here painting a wall today. It's part of the whole feeling of the place to maintain and build and, and, and curate it. It's kind of like yeah. the idea of even the artists that I would, I want to approve to come out here. It's like a curation of a, artists. But also out here, it's the same thing. Like, I want people to see that I, hey, you know, he, he he's this meticulous, crazy art guy, but he's also out here mowing the lawn, <laughs> you know, and planting things or paint or building stuff, you know, uh, whatever. Every every part of it is part of being an artist. Yeah. I post on social media. You know, I, I, I talk every chance I can. I connect with local media like newspapers, TV stations, anybody I can. We got, you know, we got several people coming to talk to or, or in us this week, you know, and I want I want artists to understand that role that it's all part of the same picture, you know. And and I hope, you know, at the end of the week, the end of the two weeks, you know, you get something out of it. <laughs> yeah, no, and I mean, I've been telling people that this place has felt like an artist's paradise to me, and I think the building of an artist's paradise it was a creative act on your part for right. sure. Um, and that's what's so exciting about it is I've just never seen a place that. Um, has a little bit of everything that an artist would need, and it was built um, by an artist all the way out here in uh, humble Sesums, Mississippi. Right on. And I mean, just to that point for a second, a friend of mine, Abe Partridge, of we were we were having lunch, and uh, he was expressing to me that he wished there was a place that existed to where there was a retreat to where he could just be in the middle of nowhere. And uh, just really just get away from everything, cut the phone off. And I was like, that, that exists. And I, I sh- gave Joe a call, and I was like, I've got someone who wants to check your place out. And I uh, brought him out here. And, like, I mean, his thoughts as we were, you know, leaving Joe's property was, uh, that is uh, exactly what I had in mind times 10, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't even imagine something like that existing in that capacity. And he's a singer, songwriter, musician. He's great. You know, he's artist too. Artist. Oh, folk great artist. artist, folk artist. He's he's another, you know, personality type, we, you know, who would fit in really well here. And, uh, you know, we'll, if we have a musician out here, we, we would, uh, you know, they would have time to write and, mm-hmm. you know, we'd set him up for performance. He doesn't need our help with that, but it would be great for him to have that time. And we've had other musicians reach out like that. Early James. He, early, he reached out to me the other day asking about it, you know. He's interested. So we, we, we're looking forward to these rascals. Yeah, and that's what they are. They're from Alabama, just super, like me, and they're just a bunch of rascals. Talented, super talented. Mm-hmm. Super talented. Amazing. Uh, well, I think i got three more questions for you, and we'll wrap this up. Yeah, fire away. Uh, I've already... Uh, already plugged it once but i, I want to plug it again uh for people curious about uh your art and what you have going on would you please plug your socials again yeah um my main account is at aunt agony on instagram 
that is a hypothetical roller derby name for people wondering why that's my Instagram Are you in the handle. roller derby? No, it's hypothetical. Okay. But my, I grew up, my mom was in roller derby, and I was like, as a kid, I was like, you know what? If I was in roller derby, this would be a really cool, it would be. cool name. So, um, before you go on, <laughs> make sure you know she's from Mississippi. When she says aunt, she means aunt. A U N T. Yeah. Agony, not aunt, like I studied. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so entomology. It's like you're your you're mother's sister, but you're also the antagonist. Oh, like. no. oh my goodness. <laughs> Here we go. We're, we're, we're diving in. Yeah. Um, so that's my, yeah, that's my Instagram account. And then there's, um, at, uh, Iris Arts MS, Mississippi, um, on Instagram is, um, my little pop-up arts organization that I run with a team of friends. Um, that's where folks can find me. My, my website is linked on there. Um, so I think that's, yeah, the best ways to get in touch. Very cool. Give me a prediction of the future. 10, 15 years out of what do you uh what would you like to be doing where do you see yourself what i would like to be doing is um showing all over the world uh, i really want to branch out i want to have opportunities to to see arts communities all over the place uh i've been so fortunate to feel this arts community spread out over the entire state of mississippi and all these towns i've lived in um but that kind of has me feeling like, okay, this is all familiar. Like, I love it. It's my favorite fishbowl in the whole world, but it is a fishbowl. Mm-hmm. And I am really excited to um, just branch out and hopefully have shows uh, everywhere. Right on. I've, and my last question, I'd, I'd like to dig into that a little bit more. Do you already have a name for what it would be? Or, or, or I guess it would be just whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I don't know if I would name it um, because a lot of times, like, I'll make art and then I'll be able to write about it and name it or find ways to verbally describe it later. Um, but, yeah, I just uh, get excited at the idea of meeting artists in other cities and other countries and being able to pick their brains and find out why they do what they do and be able to show with them, hopefully. Well, right on. I've, I guess that'll be the... Did I miss anything? Anything you'd so. like to plug? Anything we didn't cover? Oh, um, well, for those listening to this, if they're in the Oxford, Water Valley area, um, I got, you know, my end of residency show on the 13th. The 14th is the Water Valley Art Crawl, so I'll have an open studio. I'll have to go straight home and show then. And then a week after that, October 22nd, um, is the One Night Stand Motel Art Show um, in Oxford at the Ole Miss Motel on University. So I want people to be on the lookout for that. Perfect. Well, Amy, so nice to meet you. Thank you for your time. Thanks. It was nice to meet you. It was all about to bubble like peroxide on my wound. The sun was 
from any girl that was around them My show-off behavior fed my attraction towards danger Wasn't sure about the taste at first but quickly liked the smell And I knew I did not have a clue What I was getting myself into And I didn't seem to care The problems that we shared it seemed was good enough for me We wound up selling acid out the back of my West Paulia Me and my gang, we were a mutt compared to other gangs we dealt with The others seemed to dress the same and have some working order We were just suburban losers come from different TV colors Soon I saw us separately busted by the police Yeah, my youthful offender, it still fucks me up today And I know I should've never gone that way But I'm still tempted some days Well, it's better than being nowhere Take me out to wisdom fields of towers Let me feel respect from those around me Help me not get fooled by those who charm me I don't want no false sense of security But I got no If the brakes begin to fail, you can't have shifted in first gear Not sure what all the others say, but every day's a new year Not sure what I'll do tomorrow, but I hope I get some pay All I know is it's hard for me to think And your words don't come out clear And it's hard for me to hear Living my life with a slow ear This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.